In a world where relationship questions and dating problems are many and answers are few, two men, Arthur and Donovan, it's Radio Free Toad Bag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> this summer. I'm in a bad relationship. Don't <laughs> worry, I'll help you. My name's Donovan and also Arthur. <laughs> Who would play you in the film adaptation of Radio Free Topag? Danny DeVito. Okay. Uh, what about you? Also that, Danny DeVito? In that case, also Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito and Danny DeVito in... Radio Free Tote Bag, the movie, out <laughs> April 20th, 2069. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Ah, great fucking bit, folks. But yes, it is Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm Donovan. And I'm I Arthur. said Arthur. Yeah. And that's Arthur. And uh, we're here to answer your fucking relationship questions, because it's a show about relationships, folks. Oh, I bumped the fuck out of my microphone. But uh, before... Uh, we get into those questions. I have a question for you, Donovan. What you sipping on? Today I'm. I have to. I have to check. I'm not actually sure what beer this is. Alphadelic IPA mm. from Hop Valley Brewing Company. Mm. Oh, they're from Oregon. Okay, that actually makes sense. That's tight. How about yourself? <laughs> I have the opposite of that. And um, normally, when I sit down to record the show. I uh, I crack open a beer while I'm looking for questions. Um, but this week I decided that I would hold off because I wanted y'all to be here for my first sip of a Natty Daddy. <laughs> oh no! It's called a Natty Daddy. So I'm just I'm oh, looking at the no. I'm looking at the can here. This is 25 fluid ounces of lager. Yes. Very tall can. Uh, it has eight percent alcohol by volume. Oh God! And it is produced by uh, the Natural Light Brewing Company. So I was, I wanted to, I wanted everyone to be here for when I take my first sip of this. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right. It's what's, got. What's the verdict? Ooh, ah, it gets worse the longer it goes. It's got um. <laughs> You know those those like high ABV like ice beers and shit like that. You know how it's got that kind of like almost medicinal quality on yes. the first sip. Yeah. yeah, it's got that in spades. And, oh man! Uh, so I got three of these to get through. <laughs> scale of a uh, scale to one to six initial review. What do you rate it? Two. The two. Oh man! Not as bad All as I right. thought it was going to be. Honestly. Yeah, I've I've seen those in the store before. I, they're fifty cents. Uh, it was is that correct? It was ninety nine cents. Uh, what was it? It was two ninety nine for three of them. So they're a buck each. Jesus fucking Christ! It is it is effective though. And uh, I actually bought one of those once. I bought one of those once, meaning to try it, and I uh, put it in my car, and I lost it. I'm not a hundred percent certain it's not still in there, despite searching for it, because I don't <laughs> really know what else could have happened to it. Mm, Unless, skunked, uh, skunked Natty Daddy's probably great. Oh, you don't think, uh, you know, like three summers of heating and cooling cycles uh, would improve the taste? <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out. Maybe we'll get back to you in three months with the results of that experiment. <laughs> I'm with it. 
Hey, uh, you wanna you wanna fucking answer some questions? I do, and with Natty Daddy in hand, and whatever the fuck beer this is also in hand, uh, let's get into this with When Do I, 24F, Tell a Guy, 19M. I've been seeing that I was a cam girl for two months in grad school. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm jumping the gun with this question. I just really trust Radio Free Tote Bag's collective advice. <laughs> I've been on a couple of dates with this guy. He's really impressed me with his stability and responsibility. We haven't had sex, and it's still very new. I am kinkier and more sex-minded than he is. I became a cam girl for a few months, and a profitable outlet for my exhibitionism. She missed a sentence in there. I did? She did. Okay. I did on the last episode, yeah, so I now you're a little gunshot. wasn't sure. I felt like I did it again. Okay. It was, uh, it was really great for paying some tuition and curbing my sex drive as I was giving up casual sex. After a few months, I realized there was a bot recording my shows. I've taken steps to have many photos and videos removed. However, I'm sure there are some on the web. Thankfully, I ended up just talking for a lot of it, so it's mostly just my fully clothed face on a not-too-high-quality camera. My thoughts are that this could be a deal-breaker for him, and if so, I don't want to have it hidden from him, or I don't want to have hidden it from him, whenever things are more serious. I also don't want to say it too early, and have that be part of my general impression. So I'm turning to your collective experience and wisdom for advice, Radio Free Dogbag. TLDR, when do I tell a new guy that I was a cam girl for two months? and that there may be a video or picture somewhere on the web. And that was posted by Young Profession Al Gal. <laughs> okay. Um, when do you tell your partner that you worked at the Sizzler for two months? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think you have to. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you fully have to disclose this. I think you can just keep this to your damn self. Uh, the chances are that he's gonna. The chance that he's gonna stumble across uh, images or video of you on the internet are slim to nothing, and uh, you know it's just some work that you did. I don't think. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think you got to tell him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is such a big deal either. Um, I, I, this this was before their relationship too, right? Right. Okay. So yeah, I don't. I don't really think you have an obligation uh, here either. And I, you're definitely, you're definitely right, Arthur. And I'm not as being very unlikely. He's going to find it. Like I get that if you're the one who put this out there, that would be very worrying. And also that fucking sucks that you know you were being recorded without your consent. Right. Um, but it probably feels like a little scarier though, because you know it is you. You you know you see that stuff because you put it out there. But uh, you got to kind of take into consideration just the fucking overwhelming amount of porn there is on the internet. So much porn. And uh, there, there really is. And it's a, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's pretty unlikely that this would that this would surface. And uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that. And it's not like you were it's not like you were an escort or a full service sex worker. I think maybe that. Maybe you should let somebody know. I don't know. Maybe that's me being a little bit puritanical. Uh, yeah, but I mean, even even in the sense of uh, 
I don't know. I, get, I was going to say maybe there's an STI risk with that profession, but then I don't, I don't really know how different that would be than just having sex with, you know, a, a good amount of people. Right. So, uh, but, it, but yeah, you know, regardless, this, this is a pretty low key thing. It's also, I, I don't know, maybe this, this would bother me less than like dating somebody who is in porn just from like kind of a garbage jealousy perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the fact that it's just you solo doing this stuff, I think makes it even more innocuous, you know? And, uh, yeah, again, I don't know. I just, I don't see this as that big of a deal. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Uh, he's not going to find it. And, uh, it's just some work he did. It's fine. It's fine. Although that being said, if it is something that's like weighing on your mind and you're having that anxiety about it down the line, I don't know. Give it. You've been seeing them. How long have they been seeing each other? How did I miss that? Did she say? I don't think so. Okay. Well, depending depending on how long you've been together, uh, maybe give it a little bit of time and bring it up down the line, and let him know. Like, if this is something that's weighing on you and actively giving you anxiety, because I also don't think that's that big of a deal. You know, I think if you tell this guy that you did that, you know for a short time and kind of explain it. I don't know. I don't, I don't see this like freaking somebody out that much and might be easier just to get it off your chest. If this is kind of eating at you, Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's just whatever personally is going to help you not, not feel anxious. It's yeah. Do, do what is going to work best for you in this situation. You got, you you know, what's going to make you feel good and what's going to make you feel uh, shitty and put upon. I think yeah. Yeah. Just just look out for yourself here. Right on, and yeah, don't. I I wouldn't hold any kind of like worrying about the morality of this. So just just focus on you know how how this is making you feel. Hell yeah, uh, I'm with it. Yeah, not not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Hey uh, hey, how about this uh, this next question? How about that? How how about it? Is it unfair for me, 19m? To want to spend a day off doing nothing? Hello, everyone. Hello. So I'm a student as well as a full-time caregiver at a senior living facility, and I live with my girlfriend, 18F, and it's great. One issue, though, is that since I'm in school and I work, I only have one day off. I work 7-4. I don't know what exactly that means. Four days a week. Oh, 7 to 4. Okay. Okay. 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., four days a week. Uh, attend school on some of those nights and other days I don't work. I have school in the morning except for one day. My girlfriend is trained to be an esthetician and she works part time at Subway, which is good because my skin looks awesome because of her and I get a free sandwich here and there. I don't care if she does less physical work or has a lighter load. I'm happy we're both working to improve ourselves. I love her with all my heart. But there's one problem I can't seem to figure out a solution to. My girlfriend really wants to have these romantic long outings like picnicking, hiking, boating, etc. on my day off. But I am so dead and exhausted that I usually just want to sleep until 12 p.m. and then roll over and sleep until 12 a.m. <laughs> uh, I've been going along with these dates, but I feel like my brain is going to explode because I'm so exhausted and can never catch a break. I don't want her to feel like I don't appreciate the time, money, and effort uh, in planning she puts into these extravaganzas. But I also don't want to do them every week. Am I being unfair? My coworkers seem to think so. What can I do to make her happy without, spe- without spreading myself so thin? TLDR, 
Tired head ass needs some rest, but his girlfriend <laughs> wants to go out on his days off. Posted by JB2Head. All right, tired head ass. I, I, I feel this very strongly. Having this, you know, so many long hours. For me, you know, if, you, if you've got an element of extra, or introversion, really just needing to be around people for that extended time, like you need some time by yourself at a certain point to kind of recharge. And, you know, so while going on dates with somebody you love and all that is, you know, could still be a good time. It's just it's not going to fulfill that recharging need. Um, so on one hand, I, I feel this nothing wrong with that. On the other hand, you guys have limited time together. And, you know, you, part of the relationship is, is putting some work in sometimes as far as spending time together, making sure you know, you're putting into effort to, to being around them and not kind of sliding into just, you see them when you get home and you don't really do anything. Cause that's, that's no good too. So I think you explain your situation to her and, uh, you know, tell her you appreciate these things you've been doing. You just need to wind it down on some days. And, uh, you know, if it really is so limited that you kind of have to, there's not a lot of wiggle room. You really need to schedule this time together. You know, maybe ask her to kind of alternate, you know, you, you go out on a date and do some, more active things one day, but then, you know, maybe, maybe half the nights when you're really burned out, you're just kind of snuggling and, and watching a movie. Yeah. Cause then you're still, you're still keeping the relationship contact. Um, but I, I think that'll, I think that'll let you recharge. Yeah, definitely. You gotta, you gotta get your, your fucking time. Like I call it my sitting around time and whenever, uh, oh, yeah. whenever something, uh, you know, you know, taking on an additional responsibility, I'm always like, man, that's really going to cut into my sitting around time, <laughs> uh, which is important to me. I, you know, I need, I feel, I feel like I need a lot of time to just fuck off. Um, you know, maybe not as much as I do, but, uh, you know, people got to have a certain amount of, um, time that's just for them. You got to take some time just for yourself. And I think alternating days is a really good way to do that. Um, maybe, you know, you say, uh, we'll do every other, whatever day off you have, maybe probably a Sunday at a guess. Um, you know, every other Sunday we'll go fucking kayaking or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to just fucking, you know, get drunk in my sweatpants and play Bloodborne all day. I'm going to need to do that. (laughs) Lay around naked and watch Nathan for you. There you go. I, th- I think we've revealed both of our uh, recent sitting around time activities. <laughs> yep. But I, I, I feel you, and it's it's always weird though, because I feel like some people would look at that and be like, "Oh, like that's some lazy, lame bullshit." But it, it's fucking not. It is important, you know, if you're somebody like either of us with kind of like that limited energy, you know, especially social energy. It, it's important to have sections where you're just sitting around doing jack shit. It, it helps a lot with that. Can't do that all the time because then things get bad in a different direction. Uh, But it is it is important to have. If I worked six days a week, so you're either working or you're going to school or you're going to school and working on the same day. uh, And then, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, Sunday is coming up. I'm going to be able to fucking, you know, take some time, recharge a little bit. And then my girlfriend says, we're going to go hiking for, you know, 15 hours. (laughs) I would be like. Okay, uh, I'm gonna hike into the wilderness alone and die out there because <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. 
Um, so you got you got to let her know what's going on. And I feel you know hopefully she's gonna be cool about it, uh, doing like a timeshare thing, or maybe oh oh here oh fuck I just blew it wide open here it come. Um, so she wants to do these uh romantical like you know date days on your days off. You go okay great. I'm gonna plan half of them. And then you plan uh, some fucking real relaxing shit. <laughs> She's like, let's let's go hiking for 15 hours. And you're like, okay, we're going to do that this, this week. Uh, and then next week, uh, there's just like a fucking 55-gallon drum of popcorn and like a bunch of Redbox movies like in the house when she wakes up. She's like, what's this? I'm like, date day. I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I, but yeah, I I think she'll be I think she'll be fine with this arrangement. It's just make sure you're explaining yourself there, because the only thing you got to watch out for is if you just start winding down on a lot of this suddenly without an explanation, she might start feeling like oh like is he losing interest? Like wh- what's going on? So just make sure yeah. you know, you know it's it's nothing to do with her. You just stressed as hell and you you need some time. Yeah, be clear about that. But yeah, I I, I think you'll be good. Totally. I just, um, you ever do that? It's super gross and I can't believe I'm admitting this on the podcast, but it's really, <laughs> I just did it and it was very bad. Um, so you ever like belch into your mouth and then do like a French inhale? You ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. So, so you really get the oh, bouquet. Yeah. 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 You just gotta know what, you gotta know what's coming out. Yeah, it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little interesting. <laughs> it's so fucking gross. Why am I like this? Uh, here's here's my admission. Uh, for hey, any women out there who might be interested in me, uh, get ready to never be interested again. Uh-huh. Uh, I do the same thing at nighttime. Occasionally, if I'm falling to bed and I got farts, fart under the blanket. Oh, you just kind of like use it as a bellows to waft it out. You just <laughs> you need an idea of what's going on. You got to yeah. know yourself, Arthur. Yes. That's the most important part of relationships is yes. knowing yourself. Yes. And what your what your uh, colon smells like? <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Dutch oven yourself sometime. That's pretty fun too. There we go. Going in, we love it. Going in after it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. As far as relationships concerned, we're fucking doomed for any future ones. Uh, but you know who's not doomed, Arthur? You know whose relationships uh, are not doomed? Who's that? The folks, the fabulous listeners who submitted questions to our anonymous question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? That's right. It is our anonymous question box. And this is the part of the show where we take your listener questions. Uh, if you'd like to submit your questions, and you can submit anything, and we'll read it on the show and answer, uh, you can find the link to the box on our Instagram in the bio. You can find it on our Facebook page, where I post it every dang week. Uh, or ask one of us if you're too lazy to do either of those things. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction. It's our favorite um, part but- of the show. It is. It absolutely is. And you don't need to make an account or anything. There's a text box. You type your question in, you press send, and then boom, one of our beautiful voices is reading it in between talking about inhaling our own uh, gaseous excretions. (laughs) 
But Arthur, this week we have a we get a particularly big question box. We got four fucking questions in here. Woohoo! So kudos to you, dear listeners, for uh, sharing all these questions. And without further ado, let's fucking get into them. Hell yeah! I have a friend that I cannot relate to anymore. She recently had a baby and is understandably having a bit of a time adjusting to motherhood. However, she says and does things that I do not understand. For example, one, I sent her a baby gift, and she told me she won't give it to the baby because it isn't 100% cotton. Why would she tell me she won't give the gift to the baby? Just don't give it to the baby. Two, her parents moved in to help her and her husband with the baby, yet she is looking for a live-in nanny. One infant doesn't need five carers. Three, she is having issues with finding a nanny because she doesn't want her nanny to have contact with any other children since children can get other children sick. (laughs) She has even forbidden her husband to have people come to their house to visit him or see their child. All in all, I know these things have nothing to do with me. This is all up to her and how she wants to raise her kid. But I don't think I can be friends with a person like this. She's become overbearing and high-maintenance. I feel like if I met her today, I would not want to have a friendship with her. But also, it seems really fucked up to break up a friendship right after a huge life-changing event. Should I wait this out? Or is this the new her and it's bailing time? Thanks for reading. Okay. What's happening here is something that happens to a lot of new parents, is they have a new baby, and then they lose their fucking mind. Um, they, she going into like completely hyper protective mode, like this whole hundred percent cotton thing. It's like fucking polyester has like chemicals in it. I want the chemicals on my baby. And then, okay. All right. We want to get a nanny and the nanny can't have any other kids around me. Cause then fucking my kid's going to get Zika virus. She's going to bring a mosquito in with her and the kid's going <laughs> to fucking die. Um, so she's, she's foaming at the mouth, freaking all the fucking way out. And She's gonna, she's gonna cool off. Um, like, so if you stick around to see her have another kid, you're gonna see a complete, like a huge 180 out of her. Um, cause it's, you know, she's freaking out and trying to protect this kid so much. And then like kid two will roll around. She'll be like, ah, it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Eat the Zika mosquitoes. Yeah, kid. I don't give a yeah, shit. You need a snack. Yeah, you're fine. We already got one. It's fine. No, I, th- I think that's a very good read. And it, it, I mean, this sounds crazy, but it, it's fucking understandable. Like you fucking produce, you know, from your body, your fucking offspring. And then you're bombarded by all these fucking messages in the news. And I'm sure on message boards while you're already in this anxious state about like a million ways that your baby can fucking die. Mm-hmm. That's that's horrifying. And I'm sure if you're somebody who has anxiety in the first place. You have that coming at you, coupled with this being a situation you've never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. That, that's a fucking lot. I think that would drive a lot of people nuts. You know, that's even thinking about that. I'm like, oh my god, dude. I have enough fucking hypochondria about myself. Let alone if I had a fucking small, you know, fragile as shit child. Yeah, their head's not even hard. It's a <laughs> squishy head. If anything touches it, they die. That's what I heard, at least. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I, I I feel it. I, I sympathize. She's going to chill out. As far as the like, okay, I kind of get the whole telling you about the baby toy because maybe she doesn't want you to get another not 100% cotton baby toy for the baby. 
You know what I mean? Or like uh, gift. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% cotton. Only 100% cotton on my kid. And and as to the like, if you met her today, you would not want to have a friendship with her. That's probably true. <laughs> Way she's acting <laughs> no, today. Definitely. You probably like, yeah. Like you meet a new, like you meet a new mom and you're just like, no thanks. <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, you met her in college when she was just like, you know, banging random dudes and getting fucking hammered and shit and doing, <laughs> you know, doing young people stuff. She's probably a lot more fun back then. Uh, but she'll come around. She'll fucking chill out. And she'll get back to herself once uh, once the anxiety of having a new kid kind of settles down. She'll be fine. Yeah, I, I I think you just give her a little time. You know, if you guys are pretty close, too, you could also be like, hey, you seem like you were really stressed out with all this. Is there anything I can do to help and maybe be there to listen and there to, I don't know, just give some sort of support to, to help her not be so stressed out because, uh, I, I mean, that's that's – that's pretty much it for what you can do. And but I also sympathize with you that this sounds obnoxious as fuck to be around. But you know, if this is if this is your good friend, you try to be there for him in, in fucking bad times as well. Yeah. Definitely. That's how you be a good friend. Which is what this sounds like. And uh yeah, now I definitely don't want to have fucking kids. Holy yeah. smokes. Ooh. Ugh God. Ugh so bad <laughs> oh, I forgot forgot about the, the fucking natty daddy speaking of uh, uh, kids wait says the is the natty dad is it your father is that what this means um, he's he's doming me for sure <laughs> oh no natty daddy is definitely the top <laughs> in this relationship Jesus Christ speaking of DDLG it's Arthur and fucking daddy I don't yeah. want to drink something called daddy. I don't really think about that, but it's also yeah. hilarious. And then I, I kind of still do. I don't know. Oh, it's, uh, I don't recommend it. All right. This, well, this you know what I do recommend? Mm-hmm. Well, wait, what were you going to say? It's probably, this is a one time buy. I think. Oh, <laughs> you hear I'm... that fucking natty daddy corporation fix your shit. Yeah. I don't think I'm going back to the well on this one. Good call. Well, uh, what do we got? What do we got next in this box? Well, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, daddy doms, uh, we got a we got a submission here uh, from an anonymous listener. Uh, not a question. Then why'd you put it in the fucking question box? <laughs> what I wanted to share the DDLG hell that entered my life. This one's for you, Donovan. Oh, thank you so much. My ex girlfriend had what she called little qualities. It wasn't all the time, and I never played into them, but she did a lot of very odd things. She didn't show them at first. We were about two years into our relationship when it started happening. She owned, and I counted, over 90 stuffed animals, which wouldn't be weird if she didn't obsessively groom them every day or got more regularly. She also had bouts of baby talk and would roll around on the floor. I don't know if she wanted me to daddy her, but I'm a five foot four female with zero interest in children, especially not 22 year old children, but I'd usually just wait it out. She'd have random crying fits and temper tantrums, which was odd because I'm the bipolar one and nothing would calm her down until she'd snap out of it and go all soft and baby like randomly. Shit was wild and exhausting. Obviously I heard the air horns and got out of there. Haven't seen or heard from her since, but I am trying to sell and rehome all the stuffed animals she gave me so if anyone has an actual child that wants one, dot, 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 dot. 
Fucking a man. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like that doesn't that doesn't sound like a fetish. That doesn't sound like a sexual interest. Yeah. That sounds like somebody who's fucking having some trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just unable to fucking cope in a healthy and normal way and just fucking regressing. Yep. The really funny thing is I I do know who posted this. I'm not going to put him on a blast, but I do know who posted this. Um and I met this uh this uh ex-girlfriend. And Ooh. it's just it's just so fucking hilarious to me cuz she like uh she would play all like ice queen and fucking like, you know, hard as hell and kind of cool and not like <laughs> so it's just really hilarious for me to imagine her being all like it's just really funny to me to imagine that. Uh, one minute you're hard as fuck the next minute you're eating fucking dinosaur nuggets and getting railed from behind while Barney <laughs> plays on the television I love you <laughs> you love me oh. <sighs> I'll drench huh. you in my pee I can't, I don't I don't want to dig too much into this person I've not met but did you knowing this like could you was there any indication like you none. know what I mean like like fucking you, huh? none dude I was really surprised to hear about this out of this person she never she never kind of dropped into the uh, the the baby persona around around me no she never she never went to little space <laughs> oh god I fucking hate that term oh god but but. Did uh well so did did question ask her like was there ever any explanation why she was doing this in in front of OP here like no do you know what I mean like she just felt comfortable because they were friends or no this what is the fuck this is the, this is the most I've ever heard of it so now you know as much about it as I do um oh great yeah this is fucking crazy cross to bear pretty fucking wild dude okay here we go round two uh. Ah, damn it, I was going to try to... Okay, you know what? I'm going to time it. One second. Yours are not 25 ounces. Woo! Hey, man. (laughs) I don't... I I haven't drank a beer on this show in a while, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to get the the beer can cracks in there, too. It's a pretty good bit, and I want my cut. (laughs) I want my cut. I like that. Good times. Well, okay, anonymous question asker, thank you for uh, this update on this thing that I hate oh so much. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more to say about it after Arthur's, uh, you know, experiment with little space drinking the (laughs) daddy beer uh, is concluded. We'll we'll have some insider information. I'm definitely going to start crying. Before I finish drinking all these, there will be there, there will we be go. open weeping, and I will probably also eat chicken nuggets. I think I have some in the freezer. Well, there we up. fucking go, dude. The product works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, when I when I read that last one and I was just skimming it, it, it said little qualities, and I was like, does she, does she have like a tiny nose? <laughs> you know, does she have abnormally small hands? Oh wait, no, it's fucking DDLG again. Damn it! Thank God. Lovely. Love it. Big fan. All right. Let's fucking hop on a rocket ship out of little space because we got another question here. That was the rocket taking off. I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing fully work for that, but. I don't know, dude, but it's masterful. (laughs) And I appreciate it. So. 
Next question. Hey guys, so I have 21F, been dating my boyfriend, 22M, for a year now. And I love him so much, but I feel like I'm losing myself the longer I stay in the relationship. Like, I'm sacrificing my own growth and well-being to make him comfortable and happy. I think I know the answer is to break up with him, but I love him so much. Despite all this, he's the best boyfriend I've ever had, and he's so great and funny, but I'm always having to conform to his needs instead of mine. We're also moving out of state in like three weeks. Two weeks by the time you read this, probably. I want to move because I'm tired of where I am, but I also don't know if it'd be best to move with him. But without him, I'd be left broke with nowhere to go. I'm just so stuck. I don't know what to do. Fuck. Okay. That's um, it's a tough situation. I want I want more of a follow-up. Like I want to know specifically the ways that you are uh, changing yourself and changing the way you behave for his comfort and happiness. Um, because relationships uh, do require a certain amount of compromise. Uh, there are certain things that maybe you want to do that you don't do because you're uh, with somebody. Um, certain decisions you might make uh, for the harmony of the relationship that you might find somewhat onerous and difficult. Um, and I want to know, I want to know the specifics on what those are. So like, if you would, uh, please hit us up at radio free tote bag at gmail.com with some specifics. We can maybe, uh, get at you, uh, on a personal level and fucking answer those, uh, directly to you via email, because this is a very fucking important, thing you're doing you're gonna move out of state with this person um but you're not 100 percent sure and um <clears throat> i've i've been in this situation where uh i was you know uh so i met my college girlfriend i was 19 years old i had dropped out of high school um she went to cornell so i don't know all right i'll just i would tell the whole story okay here we go meet this girl <laughs> Uh, she's a few years older than me. Uh, she graduated from Cornell University. I had dropped out of high school. So we're making out. So things are getting kind of hot and heavy. She mentioned something about uh, where she went to school and when she graduated or whatever, you know, just talking while we're, you know, making out. And uh, I said, you went to Cornell, like like Ivy League Cornell? She grabs me by the chin, looks me right in the eye and says, get your fucking GED. Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> So I did, and then I moved out of state to be with her. And by the end of the first year, I was already feeling some doubts about the relationship, but I moved with her again. Uh, and then uh, three years later, uh, not proud of it, cheated on her like a, kind of some kind of a fuck bag, and then moved out like uh, catastrophed the relationship completely. Fucking you know, put it put it in a crater, uh, which perhaps I could have avoided. If I had listened to my earlier doubts about the relationship. So, I don't know. You really got to think about this. You really got to think about what you want out of your life. And you got to be committed to this person before you make this move. Um, and I want to know I want to know specifics. I want to I dig deep on this one. I want to do everything I can for you because uh, I really feel for you on this one. I'm, I'm with you on all that. And uh, I got a little bit of a tangent story, too, uh, but in the opposite direction. Uh, but just first, I think if you're not 100% with somebody, especially that you've, you've only been together a year, 
and you're starting to have second thoughts, I, I, I think this is a very potentially really shitty situation because breakups are difficult to begin with, you know, especially if it's like kind of an early, you know, the best boyfriend you've had, like when things are going very well, when you realize that maybe it's not going so well, it's really fucking hard to leave that. Cause that's your contact of like context of like, well, this is the best that it gets. Why should I, you know, why would I get rid of this? Um, so that's difficult to begin with, but that's, you know, at fucking home. And if you break up, you've got friends you can hang out with, you know, maybe you got a family there. It's, it's a little easier if you're, if you're in another city, you know, that you've never lived in and potentially I think she said that this was his hometown they're going to. So potentially all your friends up there are this guy's friends, you know, you're living together. You don't have like a place to stay. If you were to break up, you, this is very locked in. It's going to be very difficult to get out of this relationship. If you get to the point where you want to, and that's besides, you know, you got to uproot your life and, and set up there to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. Like, you know, you've been dating for somebody a year. I don't think it's out of the question, uh, you know, to go and do that, especially if you want to move somewhere too. But I just, personally, I would want more certainty. And my tangent here is uh, I had, Arthur, kind of the reverse experience of you. I dated the girl for two and a half years. I was in LA. I was planning on going to grad school. We had plans that she was going to move to the same place. And I was having second thoughts at this point. And I, it was this think through that, that got me out of it. Cause I was like, not even just me, if we move to another city and we break up, you know, particularly a city, we don't know anybody in, like we're both going to be in a shitty fucking situation. Right. You know, we're not going to have anybody else here. <laughs> where the living situation is going to be difficult. You know, there's not a couch to go crash on like there might be in your hometown. And I was just like, I, I can't fucking do that if I'm not 100%, you know, on board with this. And obviously, I don't know what would have happened had that happened. Uh, I mean, the relationship wasn't going too great to begin with. I'm pretty certain it would have been very bad. Um, but for my part, like, I fucking bailed out of there. I moved to Nashville and uh, I've really liked where my life has gone since then. And I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty confident it would not have gone this way had I, you know, had I, had I gone for that. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm biased. I only know this outcome to it. Um, but I'm on the same page as Arthur. I, I think this is, you know, it, it, it's, it's risky. It's uh, just the, the potential for this being really shitty if things don't work out and you're already kind of having the feelings that, that they won't work out. I, I personally don't think it's worth it. But I, I do want to know more because, um, let's see. So what did you say? Uh, moving on to say, uh, tired of where you are. So you're, you know, you're already thinking that this place that you're at is not where you want to be. So maybe this is something that could be a positive for you. Um, that's al- true. Also, um, you know, being with someone for one year and he's the best relationship you've ever been in and kind of like the dream, I think the dream for people in our generation, the dream for people in previous generations to meet somebody uh, when you're, you know, like in grade school and then you marry him when you're 18 and then you have kids by your 20 <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, he goes and gets a factory job and fucking supports your whole family uh, without you ever having to work, blah, blah, blah. Different um, kind of dream. I think the dream that we have in our generation is you meet somebody in your 20s and then you stay with them 
for the rest of your whole thing. And this could be that. It could be that. I don't fucking know. I need more information about the things that you feel like you're giving up. Like, if the things that you are giving up are not fundamental to who you are, then it could just be, you know, typical relationship compromises. Um, but if you're, you know, he's the best boyfriend you ever have, but you don't know if you could get a better boyfriend. I don't know. I don't, I just need to know more. I need to know more. Please hit us up. Radio free tote bag at gmail.com. I want to know more. I want to deep dive this one. I, I feel that too. And on the other hand uh, of what I was saying, no, you're right. Like some changes are necessary. And it's also definitely possible that leading up to this move, you know, your anxiety is building up and the negative thoughts are coming up stronger than they may necessarily be, which, you know, again, isn't irrational. This is, it is a big fucking step for you to be taking. Um, but yeah, it, it does come down to what Arthur said, you know, need to kind of know the extent of these changes. Like, are you giving up your career for this guy, you know, or are you, I don't know, just going out less cause he's not so into going out. There's kind of a, yeah, it, Different different levels of severity where it goes from this is just compromising to okay, this is fucked. Like I, I have to be a different person for that person. But again, we part partially you got to judge that yourself. You got to judge how important these different aspects are to you. And uh, partially it is just kind of kind of uh, objective, depending on on what they are, whether it's you know a small thing or or something more serious. True. 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 Fucking hey though, man. That's the countdown. That was so. Yeah, uh, two weeks from here. I'm. Uh, I I hope this works out for you, cause uh, that is a fucking. That's. I'm sure that's a lot of anxiety. You know, uh, getting ready to make that step, and uh, I'm sure that can be scary. So whichever whichever way you end up going, I mean, I'm sure you'd be all right. But I, I especially hope this this works out for you. I'm gonna do it. It just occurred to me that I haven't checked the Radio Free Tote Bag Gmail in a long time. (laughs) Listeners, hit us up. Fucking throw your questions into a well. We'll hear you. I hope I remember the password. If you'd like to reach out to Radio Free Tote Bag, write your question down on a slip of paper and light it on fire. (laughs) Password was changed 10 months ago. Damn it. Okay. Anyway, I'll do this after the show. Okay. Uh, hey, we got one more for the cue box. Hell yeah, we do. What what do we got? It's it's not even worded like a quest. I'm gonna I'm gonna shame you a little bit here because this is not how questions are formulated. Tips on dating and making new friends in a city without the buffer of school or work. That's not really a question. That's not grammatically question. <laughs> I don't know, man. Last week we had what. Not even with a question mark, so I think I think anything is an improvement. That's fair. What? Well we Jesus. Well we we have we have talked about this a bit. Uh but hey, I'm in this situation right now. Yeah, what so have you I, what have I, you I learned? Talk about it again. What have you learned? Let's see. Uh couple things. One, I, I, I'm lucky in this spot. I wasn't really expecting this. Uh it turns out a lot of my coworkers are really fucking cool. Uh, nice. And so I was like, hey, like, let's go drink some beers or something. We've gone out the past couple weekends, and uh, they're, they're good-ass people. So, you know, it, it could be a little 
difficult to be like, oh, I don't know, like work friends. Do I hang out with these people? Uh, but fucking hey, sometimes sometimes you're working with good people. And... Well, where where would you be without the buffer of school or work? Oh shit, I missed the work part. All right, scratch everything I said. <laughs> All right, so a, a, a few things. Um, in no particular order. Fuck it. Get on a dating app. Go uh, meet some people. And like, literally worst case, you go and have a drink and you talk to somebody. Okay, not literally worst case. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Even if there's no interest, you know, you're spending some time with somebody. And, and, and that's something to be doing. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe you make a friend out of that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Two, if you, if you have any friends who have like been to that city or they have a good friend in that city... You know, ask them to be, you know, ask their friend like, hey, my friend is, is moving to your city and see if they can set you up with one of their friends. And sure. maybe that's a way to find somebody to hang out. And and, and uh, as always, it's what it what do you what do you do with your free time? What is it? What what really turns you on hobby wise? And then you go and you find where the people do that in your town. And then you have an instant you find where the people rock climb exactly, Arthur. Exactly. Yeah, you find where the rock climbing thing. takes place. You find where the X-Wing miniatures are played. Um, and you go and you fucking do that. No, nah, but but for real. You know, it it takes a little effort on your part, too, because fuck, New City. Also, you got to go out and, like, be doing this thing. But again, like, it filters people. There's a guaranteed, you know, you got something in common and it makes it, makes it a little easier to talk and make friends with people. And, uh... I don't know. My experience here, I've met and talked to quite a few people where I've just been like, hey, fuck, I just moved here. And people have been really fucking friendly. So is it because I'm just a wonderful, amazing person? Uh, probably that, but you get the <laughs> idea. You know, I think I think people get kind of, I, I get like this if people visit. People get kind of stoked to tell you about their city and potentially show you shit if you, if you got some stuff in common. So yeah, uh, that's also something you can do. And See, uh, I had, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I mean, this isn't even necessarily a meeting people thing, but see if your city does a restaurant week. Uh, restaurant week is the shit. You ever you ever fuck with restaurant week? I don't know what that is. Okay, so at least in Columbus, and I'm sure there are other cities that also do this. Um, a lot of uh, I think it's like a chamber of commerce thing. Like some cities organize a thing called restaurant week, where they put on like a pre fee menu. You know, pre fee. You know what that means? Uh, pre pre fixed, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they they um they do like a discounted menu at like a lot of restaurants, and uh, you get to go and try the restaurant out on their pre fee menu for a significant discount, and it's fucking rad. Um, and I don't know why I came to that because that's not exactly how you meet people. That's a thing. <laughs> like once you meet people, you invite them out to restaurant week. Um. But oh fuck! If you're in a new city, go fucking find out they got a restaurant week and then fucking do that because it's the shit. <laughs> Even in the friend territory, I think anything where you're getting out and and doing stuff is gonna help. Just make sure you don't get to the point where you're just kind of spending too much time at home because you don't know anybody. Like part of what's gonna help is just getting out there by yourself. And uh, fuck, you know, you meet people in all kinds of places. It's uh, it's. Worth just fucking going out for that reason, and on top of it, you know, you get to experience the city by yourself. That's that's a good time. No final uh, final thing on that kind of ties with other stuff, but uh, fucking find some concerts, find some bands coming that you like. 
And it's a similar situation, man. I don't. I, when I've traveled to London, I've gone to this same club twice by myself, and because uh, there was an artist playing both times, I liked. So you know, people there like similar music to you. And then I was just sitting out on the patio, chain smoking, telling people like, "Hey, I'm fucking, you know, I'm, I'm visiting. I haven't been here before. Yada yada." And uh, I don't know. People are usually willing to talk to you. And again, you got something in common there, so it's it's a good jumping off point. Okay. Okay. What club? And what artists? It was the Village Underground in Shoreditch in London. I'm saying that like I have any idea where Shoreditch is or what sure. the neighborhoods are, but <laughs> that is where it was. Uh, this place is actually very fucking cool, man. It's like a converted tube station. So you're underground with this huge brick arch, and the stage is on one end, and like the dance floor goes the rest of the way. And there's a you know like a little smoking patio outside the the entrance. Uh, the first time I went, I saw Scream. Uh, you familiar with Scream? Uh, love Scream. <laughs> I was lucky as fuck. I was, I was only there for like two days. And it was like, oh, he's playing this night. I'm fucking alone. I'm going to go do that. And met, met, uh, met some fucking Americans and some British dude and hung out with them. Basically the same thing happened the next time. The you next got any time names? Was, give, uh, give him fucking shouts on the fucking pod. You got a podcast. Give him shouts. Uh, I don't think I can remember anybody's name. So uh, fucked it up. Fucking ruined it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the spot. My memory's fucking up too. Shouts out to you, fine folks. If uh, if you're out there somewhere. Yep. Uh, second one was Daedalus. You familiar with him? I think I saw Daedalus in at Damp in Detroit at the Movement Festival. There you go. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know the genres all that well, but kind of, some kind of like glitchy type electronic yeah, music. Little, it's pretty little, fun to dance little, to. A little trip hopish, perhaps. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there, if it happens to be London, the city they're moving to, go to the fucking village underground at Shoreditch and uh, go chain smoke and talk to people. Yeah. That worked for me. Pick up a nicotine habit and helps to meet people. <laughs> that part is unfortunate, dude. I was over there and I'd stopped smoking. And I was like, well, uh, I'm best at meeting people when I'm outside smoking, so I guess I'm doing it again. Yeah. And then we did. Yeah. yeah. That's how I did all my networking when I was DJing. It fucking party, works, man. The patio, yeah. Again, you got a jumping off point. You're all sitting outside smoking. It's, I don't know. It's easier to talk to people. Definitely. Well, I am halfway through this second Natty Daddy, and I'm really fucking feeling it. So maybe... Maybe I'll go back for fucking two ninety nine. Oh boy, that's pretty heavy, dude. <laughs> has has the taste improved at all as the daddy has taken hold of you? It does. It absolutely does. Like you don't taste it as much as the daddy goes down. Well, there we go. Stockholm syndrome of the taste buds <laughs> with good old daddy. Uh, daddy. Well. We're uh, we're coming up here on the time, but what do you think about uh, what do you think about one more question in here? I would Old love, man. I would love for us to answer one more question. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, I mean this one's pretty gold, or should I say silver? Because <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend of five years wants me to pay all bills so she can invest in silver. Get it? <laughs> Hello, throwaway for privacy reasons. Hello. Hello, throwaway for privacy reasons. Uh, I've been, I've been work my girlfriend of five years. I think that's probably with. 
Oh, okay. Thank you. Edit voice. Uh, <laughs> I've been with my girlfriend of five years. I'm M33, and she's F27. And we had a pretty honest, open talk about our relationship. She works in real estate, and her pay is a bit inconsistent, and she had asked me if I could cover her a few months ago. I had asked for how long, so I could budget, and she felt hurt that I immediately didn't offer. Mm. Well, last night, she told me that she didn't feel super safe with me because I didn't jump at the mention of paying everything and that she would feel better if I covered all expenses. Jesus. She mentioned that she wants for us to be solid, so I asked if she wanted to pay off our debt while I covered expenses. And she she said that I should pay all bills so she can invest in silver. I told her I feel like we should go 50-50 and save and pay off our debts with the rest of our income. She seemed to insinuate that she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, we don't have any kids, and I feel like I'd humor it if my financial situation was better. She helped me financially over the years when I wasn't doing so well financially and gave me rides for a year when I got rid of my car, saving money and paying off debt for the house. I always paid her back, and it bothers me a bit that she seems to want to throw it in my face a bit when she mentions finances now that I'm doing better. To be very clear, she's great. She's kind, funny, hardworking, ambitious. She has always carried her weight and more. And this is why I'm so confused here. I don't think it's unreasonable to go 50-50 since my mortgage is only $1,400. I'm really frustrated here. I don't think I'm being unreasonable, and I feel like she's being selfish. If she wants to invest in silver, she should do so with her own income that's left after paying her half of the bills. Am I wrong here? What do you recommend? TLDR, GF unexpectedly wants me to pay all bills so she can invest in silver and apparently be a stay-at-home mom. Thank you for your time and feedback. Sincerely, Big Sad Man is smiling. All right, number one, silver is real money. Silver may not be part of our currency, but it is still money. In fact, silver, along with gold, is the ultimate form of money because it can't be created out of thin air and thus depreciated like paper or digital forms. And by real money, we do mean physical silver, not like ETFs or certificates or future contracts. Those are paper investments which don't carry the same benefits you'll find in this report so silver is real money secondly silver is a hard asset of all the investments you own how many can you hold in your hand in the world of paper profits digital trading and currency creation physical silver stands in contrast as one of the few assets you can carry in your pocket anywhere you go even in another country and it can be as private and confidential as you want number three silver is cheap you bought as a hard asset at 170th the price of gold and it could protect you uh, just as well in a crisis And silver is more practical for everyday small purchases. Number four, silver isn't just cheap to buy. It can be more practical when you need to sell. Maybe someday you don't want to sell a full ounce of gold to meet a small financial need. Uh, Enter silver since it frequently comes in smaller denominations of gold. You can sell only what you need at the time. And finally, uh, silver outperforms gold in bull markets. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Gold... Uh, gain from 1970 to 1980 high was 2,300. I'm sorry, uh, uh, 2,328 percent. But uh, the silver gain was 
3,105%. Okay? 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 Arthur, where are you getting this fantastic information? Goldsilver.com. <laughs> <laughs> you you started off with that, and I was like, what the fuck? Is Arthur just really into silver? I didn't know this about him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually a libertarian, and I, I believe that our financial system will collapse at any time, and that the only way to... Man, okay, so, fuck. People who talk about gold and and silver investment, I think there's, like, a fundamental fucking thing that's wrong with that. They talk about, like, uh, gold and silver have intrinsic value. They're, like, intrinsically valuable. And I'm like, no, like, there's a whole, like... In order to believe that that's valuable, it has to be useful as a trade commodity and in the full collapse yes. of society. Like, you know, I think a pack of cigarettes is more valuable than an ounce of gold. What? No, dude. You know, when people set up like hurricane and earthquake kits, there's four essentials that you need. You need plenty of drinking water, yep. you know, a medical stash, uh-huh. food, and, a f- and fucking silver. It's essential. <laughs> exactly. How will I survive without without diamonds? You know, any any you know other person in the barren fucking post humanity apocalypse wasteland, you know they need they need those diamonds and that silver. You know, you can make uh, you can hit somebody with the bar. You could play a fun game of catch. You know, the the uses are endless. I won't bore you with the details. You already know. <laughs> so yeah, um, it sounds like your girlfriend. Is it girlfriend? Yeah, your girlfriend's a little mad. She's a little crazy. And, um, like, to me, anybody who wants to, like, hardcore invest in, like, a precious metal is somebody who is convinced that our financial system will collapse imminently. Um, and I think, I think that's what's going on right here. She wants, like, she's trying to use you. She's trying to fucking Ayn Rand you. Into like uh, <laughs> she's gonna buy up all these precious metals, and then when the fucking collapse comes, she's gonna like just, you know sell your body into slavery, and then fucking you know take take the silver that she owns and trade Dude, it for for victory gin. I don't know. She's gonna fucking dump your ass, and you're not gonna be able to touch her because she's covered in silver, baby. You try breaking through <laughs> silver, I dare you. A very soft metal actually it's pretty easy to break through i i've uh, yeah actually <laughs> we'll work on that one i <laughs> i feel you in kind of the this starts slipping into fucking crazy territory a bit i don't know fucking anything about investing i'll come out and say that i definitely don't know anything about investing in you know precious metals with Radio all Free of that is not a financially savvy podcast evidently not but with all of that aside my gut feeling, anything like this that you see fucking ads online and in the back of shitty newspapers asking you to invest in something and telling you what a great opportunity is, that fucking bullshit detector all over the place. This falls into the same category as, like, MLMs for me. Yep. You know, any anybody who's trying to fucking hard sell you and telling you, like, what a smart and savvy decision this is and how nobody else knows about this. Like, it's fucking bullshit. (laughs) If nobody else knew about that, they wouldn't be pushing this on other people. They'd be, you know, hiding that knowledge themselves. So I I get the impression she fucking read up on that somewhere and 
You know, the fucking scam has infested her a little bit, and now she's kind of focused on that. Same way that fucking people fall for MLMs. I, yep. This feels very much in the same wheelhouse to me. Okay. So, functionally, here's what I think should happen in the relationship. You should make it clear to her that she is expected to continue to keep up her financial investment in the relationship. You've been together five years. Uh, I have to assume a significant portion of that you've been living together. Um, she is expected to continue to keep up with her end of the bargain there. Um, I, I don't know. If you think this is a good idea, if you think investing in silver is good, maybe you take part of your money. In, like, you know, So, like, your partner gets into something, anything, and... Uh, you you go into it together. You buy rock climbing gear together, right? So you buy Ooh, something. Nice choice. Yeah, you, you buy something together with your partner. Maybe you go in with her on the silver investing, as opposed to, um, you know, paying her expenses. Because the way you put it is, you want she wants you to pay all the bills so that she can take all of this money that she would be spending on her lifeblood with you uh, to to invest in silver? That seems fucking crazy. That also um, belongs to her. Yeah, it's not like this is a fucking shared investment, yeah. you know? Nothing good is going to come of this. She's not going to make a bunch of money, but in her mind she is, and if that's like her plan that she's going to do that separately from you, uh, it's very fucking sketchy. Oh, fuck, maybe she's trying to get out. Maybe she's trying to like Ooh. put a silver portfolio together so she can fucking sell it off and like... <laughs> rocket jump out of this relationship <laughs> maybe this is her play give me the loot <laughs> yeah it's it's sketchy the fact that she's jumping hardcore into this which sets off my scam detectors is sketchy and also the shit where she's fucking felt hurt that you didn't immediately offer to pay all of the bills or that, that sounds like some super fucking, safe with you that sounds like some alligator tear shit to me and if it's if she really does feel that way, this is an unstable human being. Yeah, this is this is no bueno. It it, it sounds manipulative. This entire idea is fucking wild, and uh, I I don't know, man. There's there's nothing good about this, and I can't think of really any any positive spin on this. I I think I don't know. I I don't like the sound of any of this. Uh, <laughs> user Charles Above. Says, so not a gold digger, but a silver digger? <laughs> Jokes aside, I too would like someone to pay all my bills so I can spend money on whatever. Where do I get one of those? Seriously, dude, she's being ridiculous. 50-50 is normal or proportional to income. But for you to pay for all so she can invest is nuts. Yes. And it'd be nuts if it was just regular investment, but it's extra nuts that it's one of these kind of fucking fringy scam territory investments. So. Sure. Do not, do not fucking agree to this. And if you're going to invest, you know, if you want really the best investment for a uh, post-apocalyptic environment, mm-hmm. rock climbing gear, dude. That's always got a fucking use. <laughs> I was going to say invest in radio-free tote bags. Okay, I'll, those, those two things will be the true currency. You know, you might be to be rappelling down, you know, collapsed fucking mountains made of collapsed skyscrapers. You know, you're going to need a harness. You need some cool rock climbing shoes to... To grip all those irradiated bricks. And you're going to need, need a radio-free sounding board. Tote bag. You're going to need a sounding board for your relationship issues. 
Yes, yes. No fucking therapists in the post-apocalyptic environment, but uh, Radio Free Toad Bag will carry you through. We're going to be here for you. We will. We will. Long until the fucking death of the sun, we will remain. Yep. In several million years, we're going to be here. <laughs> please please help us. There's There's no one left. There's no relationships to talk about. Well, the dolphin people... We can help the dolphin oh, there people. There we go. I think I think we can transition to that. You know, pretty fucking pivot to that. Pretty, uh, pretty easy. Yeah, have I, you I seen, definitely see a. Have you seen the? Um, so there's the memes where it's like um, certain parts of words will be in parenthesis. Yes. Um, yes. So that like, like she's then, such and such, and then he lied. Yes, exactly. She and believed then, he and, lied, and then it's always like a, a 14 year old girl crying. Is like the the payoff to the meme. Um, I saw one the other day that was like, I think it was, um, yeah, it was she believed, and then all of the e's were in parentheses, and then it was just a picture of a dolphin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. It's very good. Very very. I, good. I saw the one with the she believed, and it said seed, and it was a fucking cockatiel. Yeah, screen. it's good. That's some good stuff. It's good that's memes. Some good stuff. Good work. Yeah, if you want to invest, invest in that meme right now. It seems to make a resurgence every few years, but it's back. And maybe when it drops, invest in it in the next fucking cycle. You can make some big old meme bucks. It's a hot meme. Also, okay, so here's here's some investment advice that was given to me by um, somebody. I think she might be a crazy person, but I don't know. Um, she, uh, somebody I used to work with, she would like. She would tell all kinds of stories about how she knew Warren Buffett and shit. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I don't know. I have, I have no reason to not believe you aside from the fact that this is an insane story you're telling me, but sure. <laughs> um, and she said that I, that you should invest in two things. The first of which is reinsurance. So there's insurance and there's reinsurance and reinsurance where somebody takes an insurance policy out on an insurance policy so that if the insurance policy pays out they are paid a dividend right so you can see how that would be financially useful say the uh you know the insurance policy pays out you get money to cover the cost of the insurance policy oh mm. interesting right the second thing that she suggested I invest in is terrorism insurance. Jesus. Well, so investing is in like buy it for yourself. No, like like invest in companies that sell terrorism insurance because terrorism basically never happens. Like it's not a thing that happens all the time, but it's something that everyone's very afraid of. Hmm. So you know, the policies don't pay out very often, but people buy them. So you invest in the companies that sell those. And you see how that goes. I don't know. I don't know even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I followed the first one. I'm kind of into the second one. Maybe we can do that as another RFTB uh, fucking spinoff is, is terrorism insurance. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, uh, y'all get ass on Patreon. Give us some cash. And we'll uh, we'll invest it in uh, reinsurance and terrorism insurance, and we'll pay dividends to our Patreon subscribers. How's that sound? There we go. All they got to do is pay all of our bills. 
We'll invest in some silver up there as well. Couldn't hate that. I'd be pretty happy about that. What a fucking deal. Well, hey, that's a fucking as a bit of a as a bit of a roller coaster there. We went fucking all over the place. Thank you again for the big question box. And then we went down the roller coaster hill directly into that fucking pile of silver. <laughs> uh going down a roller coaster hill into a pile of silver would be incredibly unpleasant. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. Despite being a very soft metal, it's pretty dense and <laughs> would be very <laughs> it would be very painful to hurdle down a hill into a pile of it. Well, I'm very glad for our listeners that they have great investment advice. They have plenty of information on the physical properties of silver. And uh and they got to listen to me burp a few times. I mean what what more could you want? <laughs> and they know to buy lots of natty daddies. God damn, why don't you uh, give them a plug? What do you say? Okay. You know what? By the end of this episode I am there's like a quarter of the second one of three left. And bear in mind, I paid two ninety nine for this fucking thing. There's a quarter of the second one left. And I'm pretty fucked up, dude. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, there you go. I don't know, man. Maybe fucking... it's good. The daddy's gotten Arthur's brains, folks. Watch out. Tell you what, four out of six now. There. Oh, my God. Well, talk about a good investment, folks. Fucking throw a dollar at that. That's that's some. Uh, that's like a wait. What are that? What was the scale? You give it a two, and you get four. It's a hundred percent increase. Yeah. How about that's a that? Big big return on investment for the natty. Well, <laughs> yes, it is. So I suppose we'll leave you at that. Don't invest in silver. Invest in the daddy. <laughs> Is the song hanging on by the band Nowhere? And you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows. Or on Spotify, just search the Hayfellows. It's three words. The, and then hey, and then fellows. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode specifically for that part where I did the big run into... That last part, that sounded... I, th- I thought that was beautiful. That was radio music right there. I think that was pretty cool. I think I did a cool thing just then. I, I do, too. You know what cool thing I'm going to do next? What was that? I'm going to drink this other 8% <laughs> beer and uh, play video games. So I hope I see you over there. Uh, it's been great having you with us. And I can't wait to see you again next week. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, small, small update here. I'm uh, sad to report that Arthur has been consumed into the daddy hive mind. And next week, Radio Free Tote Bag will now be with your hosts, Donovan and Daddy. <laughs>